welcome to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. I'm your host, Lorianne, and my goal is to help women feel empowered and in control of their financial lives. On this podcast, we discuss concrete advice on how to move forward in your financial journey, whether you are already advanced or starting from scratch. And we also dive into mindset shifts around money that are critical for financial success. So if you want to take charge of your finances and feel inspired and empowered, go ahead and give it a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast, or welcome if you are new. Today, we're going to get into part two of the episode on budgeting, and we're going to look into what you can do to make sure you stick to it. As mentioned in the first part of this episode, the first thing you can do to maximize your chances of success, of successfully following your budget, is to choose the right approach for you. Now, there are also things you can do to help you build discipline so that following a budget can become second nature and to make sure you are on track to achieve your financial goals. So let's get right into it. We're going to go into five tips today. Some are going to be very concrete things you can do and some are going to be more psychological and behavioral because I truly believe that the more introspective we are with our motivations as to why we wanted to create a budget or why we have trouble sticking to it or our spending habits, the more likely we are to succeed. We're going to start with concrete tips you can implement today, tomorrow, next week, and then go into uh, tips that are going to take a longer time for you to see a change because they're more introspective and based on behavior. So tip number one and two are going to be concrete changes and tip number three, four, five are going to be more about behavior. The first tip is to have weekly check-in with yourself. Instead of checking in every month um, when you know, you've know you spent it all and it's time to pay rent again or pay your mortgage, make sure at the end of every week that you are on track to follow your budget and reach your goals this month. It's way easier to course correct than to erase something you've already done, especially if you've dug yourself into a hole budget-wise. Having weekly check-ins with yourself when it comes to your budget is a great way to self-regulate. Think of your spending as a marathon. You don't want to sprint mile one. You want to build it out over time. Because if you sprint mile one, you're going to be exhausted by mile five and you're not sure you're going to be able to finish the race. But if you check in with yourself and you realize at the first couple of miles that you really overdid it and you're already getting tired, you can self-regulate and slow down to make sure you see the finish line. Same thing for your budget. The second tip is going to be to use a cash-only system. But there is power in still using cash to spend and make sure you don't overspend in terms of psychology. It is way harder for us to see the actual tangible physical cash leave our wallet than to just swipe our credit cards and have the transaction digitalized. 
I would say this method is not for everyone, right? Because obviously it's location dependent. There are some places today in New York City and a lot of other big metropolitan cities that do not accept cash anymore. So of course, do it based on your location. But it doesn't make this method any less powerful because if you have the discipline at the beginning of every month to withdraw a fixed amount of money, that you want to spend and stick to it and just use that cash envelope, then that's really amazing because you're building an incredible discipline with yourself and you'll know at every step of the way how much you have left to spend. So this method is really, really powerful. But again, it is lo location dependent and it's for people that are extremely disciplined because, I mean, that's amazing. Having the discipline to decide on a fixed amount at the beginning of every month withdraw that amount and stick to it. And I would almost say that the first tip is embedded into this one, because if you use cash constantly, you exactly know where you stand in terms of what is left to spend, or if you're already getting too close to the finish line. I think it's one of the founders of SoulCycle who actually used this method when she was creating the business with her partner, she quit her job, so she didn't have a lot of income. So she really ne re needed to reduce her spending to be able to live off of her savings while she was getting SoulCycle off the ground. And basically what she did is that at the beginning of every week, she would have $200 to spend in cash. And that was it. And she would not spend more than those 200 and again, it's location dependent. $200 might be plenty enough to live in many, many places in the world, but she is from New York, so she needed to make that money work in New York. And she succeeded because she had a purpose. She had a strong why as to why she was budgeting those $200 per week. Her motivation was to take SoulCycle off the ground and turn it into the big business that it is today. And for that, she needed to dedicate her 100% of her time to the business and not work. And the trade-off for that was that she couldn't spend a lot of money at the time because she didn't have a salary and needed to make her savings last a long time. And this story is a perfect segue into our third tip, that is to remember your why and write it down somewhere where you can come back to it easily. Why did you want to create a budget in the first place? Chances are it was for a good, compelling reason. Was this to save more for retirement, for a down payment on a home, or maybe a wedding or the trip of your dreams? Oftentimes, our inner motives are way more powerful than any hack we could find online in order to stay on budget. So remembering why you're doing this in the first place is a surefire way to help you stay on track. Let's be honest, being disciplined is hard. We live in a society driven by consumerism and advertising domination, telling us to spend at every second of every day. So I'm not going to lie and tell you it's easy. It's super hard. Instead, I want you to think about why is it worth it for you to do the hard thing? What better outcome is going to come out of you creating a budget and respecting it? 
what better version of yourself awaits you after this? So that first tip is to remember your why. And again, you're going to be drowning under contrary messages that tell you to spend. So that's why I want you to route it down somewhere where you can come back to it easily. Maybe if you like using your phone for notes is to make a note and have it as your screensaver. If you work at a desk job, maybe write it down on a post-it and put the post-it below your screen so you can see it every day as you're working. Or maybe put the post-it on your fridge so every time you go and grab something in the fridge, you'll have it below your eyes. The point here is to create a frequent reminder of your why so that following your budget just becomes second nature because you have this overarching objective that is compelling enough to prompt you to do the right thing every single day. Our fourth tip today is to identify your triggers for overspending and try to remove them as much as you can. Now that we've looked at the why we wanted to create a budget, it's time to look at another type of why, and that is, why do we sometimes spend money when we're not supposed to, or irresponsibly even? And the short answer is that spending money, much like comfort eating, is a coping mechanism. It is something that we use not to feel bad feelings. There's a reason why the phrase retail therapy exists. It's because as a human, we have a tendency to avoid pain. So when presented with negative feelings, we will do anything to not feel those negative feelings in the present. And instead of observing them and addressing them to actually do the work that will make us move forward, we will look for many ways to cope and spending money to acquire possessions is one of those ways. I want you to think of the last time you overspent and ask yourself the following question. Did I really need this item or to spend money on this? Or was this a way to distract myself from something else going on in my life at the time? Analyze your spending as if you were a scientist. When do you tend to overspend? Let's say it could be right after you spent an hour scrolling Instagram and then shopped online. When you're stressed at work, every time you go on a new date, when you drink too much so your inhibitions lower and it's flying $100 bills outside of your wallet. Because of peer pressure is another example, because everyone is buying this so I have to do it as well. Otherwise, like I wouldn't be part of the group anymore. These are just common examples. There are many circumstances when we tend to overspend because we don't want to deal with the negative feelings that we are experiencing in the present. We seek this instant dopamine hit to soothe us, but it's not a reflection of our true selves and what we actually truly desire. So observe yourself and get real honest about your tendency to overspend. There is no point in lying to yourself here. Identify what emotions or events trigger you and then remove them or make them less frequent if you can't remove them completely. I'll give you my personal example here of going through this process myself. For me, the trigger was Instagram. 
I realized that every time I would go on IG, I would come out of there wanting to spend my entire paycheck with 75 shopping tabs opened. So how I removed this is that I unfollowed the accounts that would lead me to do this and curated my feed to other accounts that don't pull this trigger in me. And what I did is I also reduced my Instagram time a lot. So now let's move on to the fifth and final tip of today's episode about behavior changes you can do to stick to your budget. And that is to delay big purchases and save for your big purchases. I love this tip because it taps into the power of delayed gratification, which is a crucial skill to acquire in order to build wealth. So if you're able to do this, not only will you be able to stay on track with your budget, what it will do is it will also build your delayed gratification muscle and reinforce it so you can be even more successful on your overall financial journey outside of the budget. Frugality in general is a fantastic concept to achieve long-term wealth. I just think that sometimes it does not account for the reality of modern day living where we're going to have materialistic wants. We're going to have wants beyond our needs. Now, let me be clear. This is not a free pass to go on a shopping spree every weekend, but rather an invitation to observe your wants with grace. Don't try to shut them down. Don't shame yourself for having them. Instead, acknowledge this as something you want and most importantly, think about how you're going to get there. And that's where this third tip comes in. Delay your big purchases and save up for them. And this is especially true for people who live in the US or are used to a credit card system where basically you can spend money you don't have and pay it off afterwards. Instead of using your credit cards to buy your big purchases and then pay it off over time, it's better to delay your purchases and only has benefits because first, it puts your wants in perspective and allows you to reassess whether you truly want the item or not. Maybe in a month from now, you'll realize that you actually do not want it anymore and do not want it at all. This fleeting envy has passed and now you've moved on to something else. So the test of time will actually tell you if you really, really want the item or not. And the second reason why this approach is very beneficial is that as you save for that big purchase, you're building your muscle of delayed gratification, which is useful for many things in life beyond your finances. Being able to renounce instant gratification for a greater reward later will make you much stronger mentally. The bottom line is, it's perfectly human to have materialistic wants in life and you shouldn't shame yourself for it. Instead, use those wants to work on your discipline and your delayed gratification muscles. 
And this will pay dividends in life that will go far beyond your finances. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the tips and that they will help you to be introspective about why you wanted a budget in the first place so you can stick to it in the long run and achieve your objectives. I will see you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to rate and leave a review. It's the best way to help the podcast grow and get discovered by other women like you that are looking to take their financial game to the next level. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, remember, take action to materialize the life you want. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial, legal, and tax advice. I am not an attorney, accountant, or financial advisor, nor am I holding myself out to be. And the information contained here is not a substitute for financial advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation.